0: Hi, welcome to Past Yet Present. I'm Marilyn Kapp, spiritual medium and author of Love is Greater Than Pain. Those who passed share our need for love, understanding and resolution. Together we go from communication to collaboration. Welcome back to Past Yet Present. Today it feels like we're going to be talking about time. What does that mean? For soul families, we're traveling together, groups of souls, and very often we're related to each other by blood, very often we find each other, sometimes we just meet for a short time and something clicks, shared memory, shared background, we don't know why. What is time exactly? For soul family, soul families usually have some in body and some out of body at the same time, but we've always been connected, whether we're, whether we're feeling disconnected by the vibrational difference in our frequencies, um, or think about it as time. So some of our loved ones helped us formulate what we're going to be doing here before we came in. And so they might be out of body when we come in. If we have children, they're out of body before we come in, usually and then they come in. The connection is there whether we're in body or not. And you see the souls, and we've mentioned this before, the soul has all of its abilities, all of its expansion, all of its connection, even if we're in the physical body. And we tend to forget this because we come here for the life lesson of, well, forgetting and then re-remembering. And, you know, who will we be? This is schoolhouse earth, but we're taught this is good, this is bad. Maybe you were told God will punish you and that went against your instincts. There are all kinds of contrivances that can, I don't even know if I pronounce that right, but they're talking about all the different things that can confuse us when we come in with our own autonomy We come in with a plan of what it is we'd like to accomplish, most likely. And that might not translate always into something in the physical plane, like I'm going to work with a hammer or learn how to knit. It's about the theme. Usually a soul family will come into its next place and time, and again tag-teaming, with a theme. Sometimes it will be forgiveness. Sometimes it will be to raise the vibration for the all. Sometimes there's art or dance, and usually there are many things coming in. Do we lose these abilities over time as we go in body and out of body and as we come together? No, but we have free will to decide what it is we'd like to be doing and where we can best share and expand. Coming back to the time aspect of it, well, we're in body. We're in body now if you're listening or you're out of body, either way. But if you're in body, you were out of body before you came in. The abilities, the expansion, just because you're wearing that, that overcoat, just because you're wearing that vehicle, the instrument, let's refer to it as the instrument, doesn't make you any less. In fact, you've chosen challenges to have this instrument to guide you, be an antenna, you have, we all have as humans our adrenal system, we have the fight or flight, If we listen, it can take us away from instances and situations where we may feel uncomfortable. But sometimes as children, we're pushed away from our autonomy. We're pushed away from our ability to really know what's comfortable. Maybe there's a parent who, you know, is not quite tuned in or maybe mentally unwell or has an addiction. And the child trying to connect in the way that the birthright, gee, parents, you know, we should be connected, they'll offer and they'll be kind and they'll try and get the right kind of attention. And it might not be a response. It might not be the kind of response that the child is seeking. And it might be more to do with the anguish that's going on for the parent or for the older person, as opposed to anything that the child is doing. So What happens then is the instinct gets thrown off for the child, and especially if a family is normalizing a situation with addiction or with mental illness. And so it could feel like that person is afraid to react, afraid to have anger in a normal fashion, because maybe the anger they've been exposed to is more extreme. People who are Fine within themselves and balanced and not mentally ill in any way, sometimes because of how they were brought up, began to believe that the reflections they got from the people that they had encounters with were not matching up, so something must be wrong with them. And of course, then we go into the school system and there's an agenda, and a lot of grown ups have agendas, and a lot of kids don't know really how to fit into that agenda. They learn as they go. But unfortunately for a lot of kids, they're taking their whimsy and their delight and their fun and they're kind of sewing it up into a little package and and pushing it deep down because they need to be on high alert. Maybe they're getting bullied. Maybe a teacher is not being kind or nice. And of course, this can happen in the home. It can happen in the school. And we just don't know what everybody's walking around with. But a lot of kids are walking around with a feeling of not feeling particularly safe within their own gut instinct. It's interesting. I didn't plan on this coming out. I was told a little bit that we'd be talking about time. And I heard this morning that Michaela, whose parents joined us the last two um, podcasts that we did, that she'd like to come in and talk about this too. And thinking about that, she's coming in. I was thinking about, oh, she wants to reiterate all the beautiful things her parents said. And she said, yeah, 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 we did that. I want to talk about other things. I'm very excited here. It is incredible how we're drawn to certain things. We know certain things. You can have the wisdom of the ages as you come in. And then you want to fit with the crowd. And then... You want to feel like you're, she's saying, you know, pretty enough, fitting in enough for men, it's whatever they've been taught they need to do. And so she's saying that sometimes people will make choices and how important time is because she said she made some choices that she might not have made now. I mean, not horrible things where she never went against loving people and, you know, she never hurt anybody in any way. But even for herself and for protecting herself, even though, as you've learned from listening to her parents, she grew up in an incredibly loving and accepting environment. And sometimes, and she's gathering in a bunch of children with her, you know, like we said before, she's working with a bunch of kids who are trying to get through to their parents. Very often, parents don't know that their kid is right here and the kid is really trying to get through and again you know heaven isn't heaven if they can't be with the ones they love are we causing them to suffer not quite they know that we'll be together eventually when the vibrational frequency is the same in other words when we're out of body with them but they're working with us and our collaboration makes them so happy To decide that even though we are coexisting parallel wise with our growth, with the frequency fluctuation that we can reach beyond that and communicate. And of course, the language, even though we're speaking in English at the moment, the primary language is energy. So I can say, hey, there's one person right there whose son just showed up right next to Michaela, who's trying to get through to his mom. And you can be getting this wave because he's your boy and he's he's wrapping himself around you. What she wants to talk about is some of the concepts of time and some of the concepts of forgiveness, including her own forgiveness of self. Basically, when somebody goes out of body, she's saying, as we've talked about before, there's a life review. And we've talked about it from the perspective of an older person wishing that they've been more more conscious, more present. So many people in the older generation, because of hardship or what they were taught or old preconceived ideas, cultural ways that, that we were taught, a lot of people are reserved emotionally. They might not be comfortable with vulnerability. All of those things. So usually when an older person goes out of body, they're looking at the many ways they wish they had hugged or reached out. And and, and we're talking about people who do, even with the best of intentions. And so what best way to help that? Well, the motivation that we can help the loved ones that are left here. They're going fast, so I'm tripping over the words. The ability that they find that even though they went out of body, that they are able to, in a big way collaborate with those that are still here even if they're not consciously aware of it it is quite the impetus for us to forgive ourselves for what we think we might not have done because we can still do them if you weren't with your loved one when they passed this also you know time time is relative everything you say goes out there well Michaela says she's working with these kids because she has, feels so very fortunate that her parents are very consciously and deliberately collaborating with her as they're embracing the physical life. They did not close their door and, and push life away um, on the physical plane because, and of course Michaela has, Michaela has a brother, and they're present for him as well, and doggies and kitties. The thing is, we need to stay connected to the physical. They go out to the beach, I see pictures that they post and they're out there on the beach with Luna the dog. They actively, like Harry said, make the choice constantly to choose life and go out there and to do the things that she feels what they were all about, what she expects of them. Many, many years ago, Oh, this was like ooh, 25 or 30 years ago. Um, I, I channeled for a mom, and she was very resistant in coming. Um, in fact, her niece brought her. She didn't want to come. She was young in years, but she, was, um, she needed assistance to walk. Everything about her, had, she had just stopped. She, she, every Negligence towards herself. And um, the niece basically forced her to come in. Well, this is a surprise. Michaela says, we have another girl who wants to talk. So this sweet mama's child who had gone out of body came in immediately and really got on her case. And said she described herself. She described exactly how she passed. Um, Her mother always told her, but she forgot and ran in the street. And she heard mama was upstairs. She heard a commotion. When she came downstairs, everybody, make way, here's her mother, here's her mother. And she passed seconds before she got to her her daughter. She had decided that because her daughter went before she got there that she must be mad at her. Not only could she not be allowed or have the opportunity, to bring her daughter up into adulthood, which is, of course, every parent's goal, to keep them safe, to keep them... And she had said all the things, and her daughter forgot. So Mama basically decided that her daughter must be angry at her because she didn't hold on where she had for a few minutes and then had gone out right when she got there, that... um. She continued to perceive this punishment for herself. She stopped taking care of herself. She had younger twin children who eventually the state came and took them because she couldn't take care of them. Um, so the daughter comes in and she says, Do you know how this makes me feel? You eat junk food. You never let us eat that. All you do, you eat junk food and you don't care. And we used to cut up fruit. And we used to cut up vegetables, and we made it so much fun. And we'd make up soups, and we add new things. And you're not doing that. And it makes me sad because I feel because of what I did, I've robbed you of that. And I've robbed my sisters of their mother. And how can I feel peaceful? Remember, we talked about how we want everyone to be peaceful resting easily, which is what they want for us. She could not be anguish. yes. Is heaven still heaven? Yes, she knows that her mother and her siblings are all in divine light and it will be okay, but how can she stop the, the suffering that she's perceiving? What can she do? So I have to tell you, I, I, I almost had trouble repeating it because she was so adamant. Not that her mother should feel shame, but that her mother should remember who she is. Because the bottom line is, this woman, <laughs> she's, she's so funny. She's waving her arms, this girl, towards her mom, saying, I'm here, I'm here, it matters to me. It might not matter to you, but it matters to me. Will you help make my heaven heaven? I want you to be better for our being together, not worse. You were a much healthier person before I came in. Imagine my years with you, how that makes me feel. And yet she was so careful, she didn't want to do the guilt thing because, frankly, how does, one, how does a person put one foot in front of the other? It's a mystery. Any of us who have gone through something, how do we put one foot in front of the other? It takes a village. And we need to know that our village extends out to... What for most of us is unseen, what we see part of the time, what we feel a lot of the time, they're there and they're helping us. I, I, one of the most profound moments of my entire life were a few months later when the aunt that brought this mama called up and she said that her children, her other children had been returned to her and that she was bringing them up in honor of the fact that their sister <laughs> it did exist on the earth plane, made a difference here, had the joy and the delight and the cooking and the fun, and wants her legacy on the earth plane to be healthy, fun, hugging. One thing about this girl, even though she was a little bit older, still single dig- digits, but she was a snuggly girl in the physical. She would always want to be on her mom's lap. She didn't, she didn't care she was a little older. She would snuggle right in. And that was one of the things that the mom identified. Yeah, most kids that age weren't doing it, and they were so delighted they had that. They still have that. This girl is collaborating with her mom, and her mom made the choice, the conscious choice. As soon as she understood, her daughter was consciously aware of every move she made, and it mattered. Her daughter was throwing kisses. She couldn't feel them. Her daughter was wrapped around her. By the time she got dragged in to meet with, with the channeler who was going to bring this through, she was so beaten down and the daughter knew she had to go in and just kind of, not slap her a bit, but really get into, mama, this hurts me. The reason I'm saying mama is that's how she referred to her mama and in, in the channeling. So she's here talking about it. And she says that years ago, she said, and that's why I said, woman, you know, sometimes people can stay the way they like. She's manifesting as this child for the channeling. Do they stay that way out there? Do they grow? Do they shift? They do whatever they like. Very often parents want to know what a child would look like at that age. And the child could say, you know what? I'm comfortable at this. I'm going to project that to you and they'll describe it. Other times they're really happy to just stay how they were. I have a feeling there's um, they're laughing out there because how much do they really need to show us about that? They're saying it's like a sliding scale. So I'm perceiving her how I channeled her, you know, 25, 30 years ago. That time has gone by. Her mama has matured. She has matured. And so relationships, they progress and they develop. You want to say across the divide? They like to say, not use, let's not use the word divide. It's a vibrational discrepancy. Sometimes you remember the old FM radios and the dial. I mean, I'm a product of the, you know, the old age transistor radio. I climb a tree and hope for my favorite songs and hope that the DJ didn't talk over them. But you turn that to get rid of the static. And when you're interpreting and when you're coming through from out there to here, They're learning a new language. Don't forget the primary language is energy. They're going back to the energetic language, even though unless they were pre-verbal, they learned the language here, or maybe more than one. And so they do want to get those words out to us, and they'll talk to us. But once you're back out of body, words are wonderful. They're certainly not superfluous, or I wouldn't be talking, right? (laughs) They're laughing. But it's the energy, And it's what those words represent. You think that girl wasn't helping her mama all along? You think that mama wasn't going through something inside her, maybe with disappointment that she wasn't rising to whatever it is, but, oh, God, did she want to? Because if she was able to incorporate this collaboration as quickly as she did over the course of months, and we know they do checks, for her children to come back. We know that there's a full collaboration. We started talking about time. And sometimes we need time to figure things out. Sometimes we need time to go down into whatever depth so that we can learn what's there. So we can help other people understand ourselves, understand The expanse that if we're going that high vibrationally, there are some places that are pretty isolated and not feeling as bright and beautiful. And sometimes we visit those and hopefully can feel the light of our own soul's expansion as we experience it. And we keep our feet on the ground and want to stay here. Because one of the hardest things they're telling me to say is that when someone you love so deeply is out of body, all you want to do is follow them, especially a child. Are you okay? Are you okay? A dear friend, Sita, who is going to be a guest at one point, and uh, maybe you know, pretty soon, her son is out of body, and she would say, you know, years ago, when when it was more fresh and new, It would keep coming into her knee-jerk reaction. Is he hungry? I need to make him something. Is he hungry? Diego's laughing. Yeah, he's hungry. He's hungry for his mother to talk to him and go, hey, I don't have to make you a steak anymore, and I didn't even like cooking meat, but I knew you needed it, but hey. Just the acknowledgement. Now, Diego wants to tell you something else, and this has been happening with a few of the guys I channel out there. Michaela's been coming in and hanging out just about, uh, I guess, all of these podcasts and a lot of the kids that I channel and a lot of the kids that I haven't channeled, but who are looking to come through because we're playing with that time space. And we'll talk more about that. But here's something else (laughs) in case you think your kids are missing out. Michaela says there's an attitude adjustment that has to happen for everybody when somebody's world is 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 with the upheaval that we tend to think oh she's not going to get to experience this or that or this or that on the material plane and yes it is different from anything that you would have envisioned baby is born and you have all these dreams and of course you want them to be their own person but oh boy you want them to have this and that and everything so when somebody goes out of body and we wish they could have all those things what they want us to know is they can't have all those things. It's different than experiencing it here where you can see their reaction and take it in. But if you stop and close your eyes and feel, whether, like the other mama, the, the daughter is rattling her cage and saying, listen to me, or whether it's Michaela rattling and saying, I'm fine. They want you to know that all of these beautiful things are happening out there and they can express their joy in them. What am I getting at? Diego thinks Michaela's mighty cute. And he just likes her energy. Mighty fine. And so do a couple of them. They're, they're They're like pretending to spar. In other words, they're horsing around in ways that they would if they were here. But attraction happens. Love happens. Why would we only fall in love here on the, on the physical plane? Basically, so much of our connection on the physical plane is a result of the soul connection and the plans that we make. And if you have something with someone and it's brief and intense, it is no less important. There are so many of us that are connected to each other to expand the whole picture and have fun with it. So Michaela says it's mighty nice that all these guys think she's cute. And it was something she thought about when she was here, because, again, she is a mighty beautiful girl. And, you know, she says a healthy. Um, she, She went out on her 22nd birthday. And she says it's fun. And here's something I didn't expect her to say, that, you might think it's funny that she finds all of that, these attractions and the fun and the connections with the physical plane, grounding. Now, why would she need grounding if she's out there in heaven, so to speak, with access to everything? Because going out at that age, she's still very, very involved with her parents and with their lives and with her brother and with her friends. And she's also very in law And... Oh, she says, let me just put it this way. I'm kind of in love with the idea of love. I'm in love with the idea of all the things I wanted to do. And, and my parents have said, we're not going to get to watch her do that this time around or this lifetime we wanted to. We had hoped to see her marry and maybe have children. And, and so those dreams are not going to happen the way that they had planned. As disappointing as that is. And I'm getting an incredible amount of heat and heaviness and grief because she says that so much of what we carry in the physical plane is grieving all the things we thought they'd want, all the things we felt they should have, all the things we wanted to give them. That's generous and kind. And those are important things. But the thing is that even though the plans changed, these kids are in such need of one of those things. And that's all the love you always wanted to give them and plan to give them grief is multi-layered and everybody is an individual and nobody can tell somebody how to grieve but if we go back to that mama where her grieving that we talked about earlier where her grieving compromised her health it compromised the well-being of her other children then we realize that the expansion and love that she had with her oldest child the one who went out of body young as she was it, it was almost just blocking her up it defeated the purpose yes she's grieving because she's not here in the physical and yes that's huge and nobody can tell anyone these you know people who say there's a time frame around you over and say, oh please we all we all know with everything in our lives and especially if you've been through something so physically devastated, you know that that is, they're laughing out there, they said malarkey, or you know what, more like BS. It doesn't vibrate. It doesn't vibrate with them out there, but when we're here, it's like a punch in the stomach. Whether you were there or not, or had anything to do with the transition, or whether you were nowhere there and it had nothing to do with you at all, the wanting, the desire, the intention of bringing children to adulthood and waving a poignant goodbye as we're old on our deathbed and tell them, yes, carry on. It's, it's what we all want. And when the hourglass gets flipped or the pancake gets flipped and the tables are turned, what happens? Michaela says that the people here on the physical plane are devastated with what they won't have she says, seeing us have it. The number one motivation isn't for the parent or even the sibling for how they perceive their loss. And it is a loss on the physical plane. You know, we don't like to use the word kids being lost. They're not. They are with you. But the loss of the life on the physical plane is horrendously difficult to fathom in terms of what we picture in terms of the loss of what we anticipated, what we thought would be, the grieving of the potential, the grieving of what we saw on the day that our our babies were born or handed to us or came into us from however they did. But there's something incredibly important here. As devastating as that is, our children want to tell us that they still need and they're saying it just this way, and they're crying. The direction, and the care, and the love, and our influence. They want their parents to say goodnight at night. They want to be acknowledged. But you can't go and separate yourself from everyone because basically it's what that mama did for a long time. She separated herself in a self-punishing way from any sweet vibration. The laughter of her younger children couldn't pull her out of it. She was so devastated and in the darkness that her child was trying to pull her into the light to help her mama. But to really let her mama know that the people on earth need the light, but that she, this daughter, needed it as well. It mattered to her. And the key, and we talk about this so much, the key is not to go and close the door. Yeah, you have to sometimes and carry on and go wild and wail and whatever, and scream, whatever you need to release the grief. The missing, the knowing, it's always. But to release some of the grief so your vibration can go up. That's when we have to look at time. Maybe you had ideas for your kids before they came in, what you'd like for them. Maybe they agreed with those ideas. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they went out because some of those ideas didn't fit them, or their own ideas didn't fit them. Maybe there was all kinds of turmoil. Maybe not. But the thing is that while we're on Earth, we're trying to understand this with our physical mind. And as we've talked about before, the mind, the brain is wonderful. And it's our friend until it isn't. And it will try and deal with and protect you. And and people go into shock to protect themselves. The brain is a marvelous tool. But when it starts running a little haywire and saying, I'm the one who's in charge here, and you can't see her or him, so they're not here, your mind is not serving you well. And the grief when you're in that state of being, one of these kids out there just yelled, that's where you're going to lose your mind. Your mind sometimes can't help you. And so the mind is going to do what it needs to do. But if you could drop down into the heart and allow someone to hug you, hold you, tell you a story about that kid that you just want to hear, you need to hear it when somebody repeats their name five times in a row when you haven't heard it from anyone else in a while. These are suggestions from these kids out there for you listening that they've actually done with you, actually collaborating in real time. What's important about this time thing Oh, and now I know why they brought up that mama. You know, I don't know what they're going to bring up. And I'm trying to, you know, I don't trans-channel. I stay present. I'm like, wow, is this making sense? Now I realize why they brought up that mama. It's a very, very dramatic thing that happened. to blew me away for sure. And with gratitude of how God works and and the magnificence of this daughter. My God, her power, her strength. She never gave up on her mom. And to be honest, the mom, in her grief, was never giving up on her daughter because, as we know, our grief, our pain, it's correlated to the love. So rather than being angry at herself for where she went during that time, and I hope to God she didn't get mad, but her daughter is saying there's no need for that because, you see, we have so many days, so many years on, on the physical plane, but we are in And we want to do it right away. And I know I've said this before. One of my favorite quotes is, um, Maya Angelou, when you know better, you do better. But then I think, well, why didn't I get it sooner? I think we all do. We're human. And how we're brought up. We want to do a good job. It's good intentions. Even if you're a perfectionist, even if you make yourself a little loony with it, it's good intention. You're trying. You get help with it. Do what you need to do. But we're well-intended and we want to do a good job. And that daughter knows that about that mama. So the space and time, maybe the other children were learning what they needed to do. Maybe it was part of a broader plan. Maybe they didn't need to get it earlier. Maybe they were learning. Maybe that mama was getting it closer and closer and closer. So that by the time that daughter had the opportunity when the niece dragged this mama in, maybe she was ready. Maybe it took that time. But the daughter out there now, so many years later, she is so proud the whole narration changed. Whenever it is that you have the eureka moment, that's that turnaround to bring you there. You get that sign. You have that eureka. You have that thing happen. Don't regret the time that took you there. And the other thing is your kids want to tell you something very, very important. They're always moving forward. Are they frustrated trying to get through? You bet. Is Michaela and some of these other kids that I channel, because they, they have an ongoing collaborative relationship and, and different, each family is different, how they figured it out. They're showing up here all the time because they're teaching. They want to teach you. They want to teach everyone. And they're teaching the kids out there that yes, it's going to happen. And the time doesn't matter. This daughter from that mama showed up to shout, say, 25 years went by. Did we want mama to suffer? No. But in God's world or the divine consciousness, and maybe God is a bad word because maybe we bargained with God and our bargain didn't happen. However you're feeling, the love does not end, the protection that all of us get as part of and as participants in divine consciousness, keeps us in a safe place no matter how it looks. Someday we'll talk about some of the murders and what the kids' perspectives are. It's rather shocking sometimes when parents are looking for the person who did this, or it was a stranger, but they were drug addicts, and this is what our kids that are out there. And I, I need to make it really clear. When I say our, that was channeled. Me, Marilyn, you know, I, I've had a miscarriage. Um, very, very fortunately, we have three children, and they're in body, and I feel so blessed. And so I'm not saying what anyone feels. I have no idea. And you know what? Even if you're going through whatever you're going through, Somebody else is going through it differently. We have to be so gentle and kind and permeable and vulnerable. So I I just caught myself there on the languaging because they said our children, that was channeled. So I want you to know I don't pretend to understand that, which I don't understand. And I'm so grateful to learn and humble to be able to channel. So let's go back to what they were saying. The point they were saying is, you know, we are, our children are out here reaching out, but if it's taking you a little longer, if you didn't get it right away, or you didn't even get it during a process that might have been their transition, it is what it is. It's okay. And nobody out there gets angry at it. I mean, nobody wants anyone to hurt anyone else purposeful. So that's a whole other ballgame. We'll talk about that sometimes too. It happens to perpetrators. And even then there's loving kindness. But there is, you know, (laughs) there is, divine wants us to understand there is cause and effect. But for you listening, and who didn't do anything, even though some of you, I can pick up some of you think you did, oh, maybe you didn't say the right thing, or maybe you didn't, it is what it is now and you know what i've yet to find an angry kid who doesn't want to talk to their parents no matter what happened and sometimes they need to sort it out because they're heartbroken or not in their right mind or whatever happens and there's misunderstandings let's say this is one thing that i heard before we started today cuz one kid actually two young men want to get this out there there's a oh there's a gathering of a whole bunch <laughs> When there is a child who might not be well physically, a parent will of course say, hang on, hang on, hang on. And children want to stay, and sometimes their body doesn't let them. And sometimes, no matter how hard they try to be, in quotes, good, take responsibility for what the doctors and the mama and the brother and the daddy and everybody wants. And they want it too and it's beyond what they can do. And maybe they're still going to let go of their body, and maybe that's the way it is. And maybe sometimes a parent can understand this, and actually ride the ride with them to an extent, and actually feel what's going on for them as they begin the transition, and can aid in that, sometimes. Usually, people in the physical plane with people they love most in the whole wide world, and the stakes are so high. All we want is for them to be okay. And sometimes they're telling us out there the okay transitions for them. The okay is no longer staying on the physical plane because in the gut they realize they can't do it. And so for them, it's transition, doing what they need to do. They don't have a choice about it. But in their heart, they want to take responsibility and make everyone happy. And so if there are parents who are begging and pleading, please hang on, don't go. Don't go to the light, don't go. And then your heart breaks when you realize you might not have been giving the instruction that you feel they might have needed. Yeah, okay, we can look at that. Maybe there's a little piece of that. Do you know what these kids have to say now? They understand the intention. They understand that you wanted them to be well. They understand that you weren't asking them to do something that they couldn't physically do. And sometimes when they can't do it, they feel that they've let people down. You know how it works out there? People like Michaela. People like Diego. People, lots of kids out there, lots of parents out there. Are there, if there are relatives who know how it works, they'll do it. Somebody they'll recognize, sure. But if not, you think you've got committees here and groups? You think you've got, you know, play dates here? My goodness, how it all works, the connectedness. They go out of body straight into the light and into pure consciousness that turns them around to see the parents who are begging them to stay, that the child might perceive for a split second, oh, they'll be mad at, oh no, that can't last long. Oh no, it can't. Because they are physically, yes, they're still physical. They're viable, just higher frequency. Different physicality than we perceive. The radio plays the music, it's a real thing. They're viable, we can see them. Some of us on that frequency see them. They try and make themselves seen when they can. They're viable and they're here. So when somebody grabs them as they go out of body and they're in the light and directs them towards the parents, they see what's really going on. And they understand that they're begging, you're begging them to stay was out of love and pure intention. In other words, when you love, and your intention is pure, you can't do wrong by them. But you can do wrong to yourself by punishing yourself and staying stuck in a moment that they are no longer in. So if they got a flash of, I really wish, and then boom, they're out. They're in the room. Those of you have been who have been traumatized or blessed, I mean, you know, with, with being allowed. And, and I know very often souls will wait until we leave the room. And it isn't because they don't want to share it with us. You really need to know that very often they love us too much and they will not leave the room while we are in there. So it's different for different people. But for parents who beg and beg and beg, and then stay quiet because all of a sudden it happened—the transition, the energy changes—I can honestly tell you, and who knows if I have before, but having given birth consciously and you know without meds, you know back in the day that was the hottest thing, and um, you know kind of the swing back from the '50s and '60s when they were knocking out this culture's mamas. When we talk about time. When we're in the physical body with our beautiful, beautiful mind, we get attached to things, and that's okay. We're here to figure it out. Remember, I think therefore I am, if that's what you think, and then great. But you drop down into the gut, and you drop down into the heart. And the thinker's a wonderful tool. But if you get stuck in the thinking that you let a child down, or an older person, or anybody, by begging them to stay... And they transition out of body. There's another transition that happens for them, a transition in perception into what happens after and about what it was all about, what all that pushiness and begging was about. So they're not logged into that angst. To be honest, they say it feels like a warm wave. While they were in body, they're trying so hard to please and do it. They love you. They want that. Out of body, they understand that it was the love. They're enveloped in light. They know it's not their fault they went out of body. And again, there are other circumstances we could talk about with different situations. We're talking about this situation with an illness. They know they didn't have a choice. And there's a beautiful integration that happens when they're in the light. And that integration includes the parents who are left on the physical plane Because those kids don't want you to have that pain in the neck reality that you're stuck in that moment of, I should have been saying this. Why didn't I tell him it's okay? Why didn't I tell him? Because you're reading the books and you know it'll help. You know what? It's good to read the books. It's good to collaborate consciously wherever you can. But what you need to remember with love is there's conversation collaboration, divine collaboration, collaboration that you have no idea is happening and your intention is aligned. So if something happens outside of how you would have liked to have designed it for the person you love, time. We are stuck in things here a much longer time than those out of body. May want us to let it go for our own well-being. Like the daughter said to that mama, you know, she needs her mama to feel better. She loves her. She wants her siblings to be there. But she needs it for herself. You know why? Michaela wants to say this. Because when you go out of body, you remain a viable part of the family. You remain a viable part of here now even though your physical memory is physically past. But the presence isn't past. Past yet present. That's what we call the whole podcast. She says they're working it out with us. And they're literally helping us to let go of some of the things we hold on to on the physical plane so hard because we like to get it right. And in the process, we like to, we like to blame ourselves. If we can stop blaming ourselves and understand how much our kids love us. Can you imagine that daughter now is saying that her mama, can you imagine what she felt thinking that her daughter, she made up a story. She fluttered her eyes. She was still in body. And then there was internal bleeding. She didn't have a choice. But she also realized she's laughing. She says she knew she'd better get out of there because it would only be more suffering for her to try and stay longer, and her body wouldn't let her. On the physical plane, the last thing she heard physically was, out of the way, and they used her mama's name, here she comes, make way for it, she comes, she comes, here she is. And I let go. What my mama didn't realize is that I held on to her the whole time she was holding on to me. We made a little sandwich, what she perceives as my body without me in it, that she pressed to her chest as I lie there, and I draped myself on top of her back. And I love her. And I came through her. And again, whether you're born through the body or not, this is what our children do. They love us, and they come through, and they want to be with us. And she went through her mother's body to seal the knowing. And in her grief, her mother couldn't feel it. And is she to be blamed? Oh, God, no. But her her daughter ripped into her and told her what it could be and that she had a choice. And she made no mistake of being extra like, you can do this. She was a little bit more than pushy. But in her heart, it had to include her mother's knowing that she hadn't failed. So if you begged a child to stay and they couldn't, if you thought your kid was okay and then they went out there and they weren't, Your intention is aligned, even if there were harsh words before somebody went off somewhere. The intention is known. Every word you put out there is known. And so kids want to use time to tell you that the relationship was going on pretty strongly before they came in body. And you're in body. Now they're out of body and you're in body. What you going to do with it, they want to know. Yeah, there's a lot of healing. There's so much pain. But then there's this mischievous smile. And they're reaching out with a little tickle. Maybe they brought you a feather yesterday. Maybe a butterfly. Maybe you almost tripped and you looked down and found the penny. Or the effervescent ribbon. Maybe those are the things, but these are the reminders. That you know what? Your head does a lot of work around this, but your kids know your intention, and you're already there. So join in in the conversation. Cry if you need to. Laugh and sing and give it your all because your children are already in that place of knowing while you're thinking through the details and the whys and the wherefores, and we're supposed to because we're human. As a person who channels, I would try and think, well, I should be able to figure everything out. And until I realized that I'm I'm a person like everyone else with an adrenal system and emotion and all of that, when somebody out there channeling in is crying, you can watch I'm dripping. But that's them coming through me to express it to those they love. When we're done and I think of someone hanging up or, you know, getting in the car and that person isn't beside them in the physical, yeah, I'll cry because I'm human. But the thing is, whether we qu- cry or not cry, and, and and of course we're supposed to, they know where our hearts are. So don't cry over that. Even if you're beating yourself over the head because you think you made a mistake, Michaela says, when you're done beating yourself over the head with what you said and what you did and what you... <laughs> give your heart a hug. Give your heart a smile, give it a hug. Because underneath whatever went down, there's love. And your kids know that. And they are here reflecting it to you in real time. Dissolving the moments of time that you were locked into. Maybe you don't need to visit them so much anymore. Maybe what you couldn't give in that second in the physical way... (laughs) it was understood by them as they transitioned and they were still in the room with you that it was out of love and wanting for them so let it go and know that in time all time you're together and it will go back to eventually you'll be out of body and you'll hug in the same frequency and if you decide what to do next who's going to go first who's going to come in who's going to we do this We miss, we love, but we continue. And suffering, of course. But when you know the real truth that the love is broader than, greater than, the pain and even the pain of the mistakes you think you might have made. Were they mistakes or just the heart screaming? They get it and they get help with it. And we can get help with it here too. And just relaxing together with it and listening to Carrie and Johnny, Michaela's parents, talking to people, sharing, allowing, and not being afraid of the vulnerability. Isn't that what we're responsible for the most? Michaela says yes. Because the biggest thing is, you know, oh, people go out of body and they're so afraid of being vulnerable. And, and it's like, well, what would have happened? Would I have cried? So What? But sometimes you're in a position that if you cry, you don't know if the dam's going to break and it's never going to end. But it will. It has to. Because your children are holding you. Until next time. Thank you for sharing this energy in space. Together, we collaborate, raising the vibration for all. I'm Marilyn Kapp, author of Love is Greater Than Pain, And you can find me at MarilynCath.com. Remember, the healing continues with those who are past yet present. We spend a third of our lives sleeping and dreaming, yet most of us have no idea what goes on during that time.